Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. Welcome back to another week of Your Brand Amplified, and I am thrilled to be here with Sarah Aubert. Sarah, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you and I met and connected through a project that I have the delight and pleasure to work on with you called Black Excellence. But before we get into your current work, I'd love to hear your story. Sure. Gosh, uh, where do I begin? Um, I was uh, born and raised in Inglewood, California, which is a city within Los Angeles County, uh, to two very hardworking parents and a slew of brothers and sisters. There's about 11 of us total. Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, <laughs> you can imagine how holidays were. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so while my parents were, um, were just very hardworking, they didn't have the opportunity to complete a formal college education. Um, that they definitely wanted that for their children. So they were very highly motivated, very driven, um, and they obtained success in other ways, of course. Um, But so for me, I set out on my educational journey with that same fire that they had um, and same motivation to succeed. So right after I left high school um, or finished high school, I came to the Bay Area and um, early into my college career, however, I became a parent. Mm. Um, so, so here I am, this, this kid who set out without this great ambition, um, a black woman, first generation college student, and now a young mother, and just not sure how my story was going to unfold. Um, I was afraid of becoming a statistic. Um, I was thinking I was going to have to quit school and go back and all the fears that someone at that age would have. And at that stage in life. Um, but during that time that I was in college, I actually had cross paths with um, who would be my supervisor, who's also a Black woman, a college employee, who ended up being so much more than a supervisor. Um, she, um, of course, she was in an on-campus job that I worked on in a career center. And so she really just turned into a mentor and a mother figure, and her and her family just became family to me and my child. Um, and so that kind of catapulted me into where I am today in the, the field of higher education. A lot of that shaped not just my educational career, but my character. Um, I had, you know, amazing faculty that helped me along the way, but just having that support outside of the classroom um, that helped me to see that um, I wasn't, I didn't have to be a statistic that I thought, you know, in my mind. Um, but that I, even with my struggles, that I still belonged, that I still deserved to be there and I had potential for greatness. And so um, with that help, I was able to, to finish my degree and it ended up going on and getting a second one and doing some great work now today. <laughs> wow, that is such an inspiring journey. And were you, so you were the first person in your family to obtain higher education. Were you the first, were you the oldest? Well, child or I was actually the youngest so my my uh I have a twin brother and I had siblings before me who had started that that process and most of them now I have their degrees too um but going into that process we didn't really know how to navigate it because there's really no one to tell us like who to contact or what to apply for or you know what to look out for 
So it was tough. It was tough. Wow. And that's something that I think a lot of people take for granted, having somebody there to help walk you through. And, you know, definitely that is something that um, I saw growing up as well, because even though I had family in the States, half my family was in the United States and everybody had pretty much graduated from college before me and gotten higher education. There was no roadmap. There was no help on student loan debt or how to apply for scholarships or how to choose which school you're going to go to or any of that. So I can imagine, and I was one of only three kids. <laughs> so I can imagine how much more difficult that would be, um, you know, in like being the youngest child in a family and not having that support. And then, but you not only succeeded and prospered, you went on to get your secondary degree and now you work in higher education. Yeah. And just like you said, like you don't know at that age what you don't know. <laughs> so you don't even really know that you're stumbling through. Um, and then especially if you don't have any on-campus support or any advisors or, or even knowing that you need to talk to an advisor, um, it can be tough. And sadly, that's the story for a lot of first-gen students. They don't, they don't know what they don't know. And so they really need that support from the institution and the community to really rally around them. Yeah, and uh, just knowing, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before the interview, my choices were limited just by my parents saying, no, you have to stay in Kansas, you have to go to this university, which actually I was successful at first. And then because that wasn't my dream, you know, I quickly ended up going to work and working. And then I graduated in the Bay Area also, but many, many years later, when I went back to school. And so it's really interesting to see how that forms our journeys and the people that we meet, how they can inspire us or help us or hinder us and what decisions we make then, right? And so in, in higher education, what is your current role? So I uh, serve as a curriculum analyst um, in the area of curriculum services, but I'm also a, a project lead, as you know, for the Black Excellence film and multimedia project. So I get to cross over between being completely faculty and, and curriculum and technology facing to also being um, student facing and supporting students in that way. Oh, wonderful. It's a little nuanced, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> so in that role, tell us a little bit about the Black Excellence Project. Yeah, so Black Excellence is a project that um, documents student success in higher education through multimedia and film. And it's to capture stories of, um, of students through their persevering to obtain their undergraduate degrees. Um, we're piloting the program at Cal State East Bay mm -hmm. and um, the campus defines success as being able to finish your degree in four years as a freshman student or in two years as a transfer student which um, if you know anything about higher education, especially for underrepresented minority groups, that's a pretty big accomplishment to be able to finish in that time span. Even if you're not um, in a minority group, just with the way the system is set up, it's an accomplishment to be able to finish in four years. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, and so did you want me to say more about that or did yeah. you have more questions? Okay, yeah, so, <laughs> so the... The project is really important because it's addressing a, a historical issue that we've seen 
over the years in not just the CSU system, but in higher education in general, where we have historically low graduation rates for black students and as black and brown students. Um, but this project in particular was birthed out of a student success analytics program that the Cal State University um, implemented a few years ago. And I got to partner with Stephen, the prof Cleveland, which <laughs> I'm sure you're familiar with, <laughs> who um, uh, we really came together and, and started um, brainstorming about this and looking at ways that we could address the equity gap from a more strength, strength-based approach. Mm-hmm. So we often hear stories of um, minority groups and we hear the deficit and we hear the, the struggles and the negativity and all that's real and all that exists, mm. but we thought that it would be great to highlight the success stories. There are students that are graduating. So we thought, well, let's hear from them. Like, let's mm-hmm. find out what's working, what, what helped them on this journey and um, let them share that with their peers and with the community, college community as a whole, so that these campuses know like what we need to be doing more of or what we need to stop doing <laughs> or um, what, what new things we need to implement. And so we went to the drawing board, we started <laughs> vision casting and vision building. We um, made some great partnerships. We got um, a partnership with La Familia and Hayward, mm-hmm. um, who's really excited about the project and the impact that it can have on the community and even um, prospective students who are coming out of high schools. So we're really excited. We, we've already started filming. We're, uh, we have some great stories from students who were just really excited to even be asked mm. to share their story, which is a big deal. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm excited about it. And just having that personal connection to it too, from you know, being a, an African-American student who went through the education system and understanding some of the struggles. Um, it, it's very meaningful work. Yeah, you are the perfect storyteller to be in charge of this project, (laughs) clearly. Um, And what I think is great is that you are looking at so many leadership programs are strength-based now, so you are working on what's working, right? Because it's then it is obvious what the deficits are in a program or university or what the holes are. But if you can lift up and continue to propagate the successes and in doing so, start filling in the other parts that are not maybe as successful, then it's fantastic. And being able to shine a light on the success stories, as you said, I'm sure the students who participated found so much meaning in being asked to share and being able to share because you don't often hear the positives. You, you just hear right. the negative like you're talking about. Yeah. We, we need to yeah. <laughs> so. Right. No, seriously. Like we really need some good news and we need to see ourselves. Um, I, I think that's what lends to a lot of success when students can see someone else who looks like them, who has similar struggles, who made it, who was able to get through. And it, it just, it does something for you. It tells you just like with my story, with having the African-American um, woman she's family now. It's so funny that I call her that, but just having that person there on campus who looked like me, who told me I could be something that was huge. That was a big deal. And that's definitely what our students need because we don't, we don't see enough of it. So with this program, with this project, you're filming, it's a multimedia experience. 
and what kind of data will, you'll be pulling out because you you'll well, obviously you'll have the video component for people to be able to see um, what other things are you hoping to learn and to take back to the university and then what's mm -hmm. next for the project uh, once you finish this current round yeah so so to back up with with them and then come back forward of what's next we started with a, a collection of campus data um, to help guide the process, to help guide uh, what information we're collecting from students. So just being very specific to what the campus needs, where, what the campus may be lacking or what data the campus um, is looking for from its students. So we, we started with that in mind. Um, and so during the process, we've been collecting that information, collecting not just their stories, but also data on the campus, like what they're getting out of the classrooms or um, advising or what programs, um, extracurricular programs have really supported them along the way. And so we're taking this quantitative data that we've collected from the institution and coupling it with this qualitative data to to determine what best practices can be formed out of that. So whether it be um, looking at individualized programs or looking at advising as a whole, uh, it could be, or it could be both, or looking at things that certain uh, faculty have been doing in their classes and, and connecting those themes across the student interviews. And so we're excited to, once this round is done, to pull all that data together and to really uh, do a, a thorough analysis and present sort of a, a plan for implementation uh, to the campus. And so that's that's kind of how the, the project will work. It's a, a, a collecting and a meeting of the minds of everyone that's involved in the process, hearing from the actual client, which is the student, <laughs> and then uh, assessing that data and, and developing an implementation plan. Wonderful. And then after you develop that implementation plan, do you see this having further impact on other CSU campuses or, you know, turning it into additional programs at the CSU East Bay campus? What, in your dream world, what would that look like? All of the above. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're hoping to, uh, to build on this project by uh, maybe expanding it to um, other, other underrepresented minority groups within that the Cal State East Bay campus, mm. but also this campus is part of a 23 campus system. Yeah. Um, and they're all working towards the same initiative of closing equity gaps. So this is absolutely something that other campuses can use um, that we're all looking at the same data. So definitely expanding it to other campuses, um, looking at how we can um, even expanding it outside of the CSU system. We really want to to make an impact on education as a whole. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's serious need for reform for students of color. And so in a dream world, this is something that would that would be shopped around everywhere to all <laughs> to all university campuses who are looking to really do the hard work of uh, implementing a model, a real structure of diversity, equity, and inclusion across their campuses and not just talking about it, really right. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's beautiful. A lot of work to do, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes. 
So you, um, so in your day to day, you look at curricula and you do a lot of data analysis and you're doing some of that with this project. And then you also get the creativity of the multimedia aspect. And then do, did I read correctly that you also work uh, multimedia as your side gig or your other project as well? Yeah, so my uh, my bachelor's degree was actually in broadcasting. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I I thought I would actually be a news anchor, but you know, or other plans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's something that I, I've always um, held on to tightly and and have carried with me throughout my life, throughout my careers. I've always had a, a done video editing and, and producing and scripting all on the side. And so I, um, not that long ago, I launched a, my own side business, um, Victoria Vision Media, as a, uh, a small company that serves like nonprofits and small businesses in, in the multimedia services. Wow, how fun. So you get to have kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, You'll yeah. have your creativity. I, I feel like we all need that creative outlet, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. So if somebody wanted to find out more about your business or the work that you're doing with Black Excellence, how would they find you? There's a few different ways. Um, you can follow us on um, Instagram, which is Victoria Vision Media. Um, and then I also have a website, victoriavisionmedia.com, which is still being built because like I said, it's <laughs> been doing this for years, but it was just recently launched. <laughs> um, and so, sorry, I'm just pulling up the other handles because there's so many and I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> One second. Yeah, no worries. And then I'm going to put you on the spot again and ask you what your favorite quote is. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, Educational Excellence Project is the other IG handle. And that's actually uh, in a developing, developing stage as well. And that's where people can go to learn more about the Black Excellence Project, which that campaign will be launching in the fall. So we're really excited about that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. yeah so what is your favorite but, quote? <laughs> so I really love um, John Maxwell. He's a leadership guru and uh, he does a lot of talk. He's written a lot of books. And one of the uh, quotes that I actually have on a sticky note right on my computer <laughs> is the size of your expectations determines how far you will go. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so important. Um, and I even scribbled on the side, don't settle, don't settle it. Because <laughs> um, I think that uh, sometimes we limit ourselves by having either low expectations or unrealistic expectations. And so, um, I'm a dreamer. That's one of the, that, that's part of the tagline of my company, storyteller, dreamer, creator. Ooh, I and so it. I want to always dream big and I want um, expectations and dreams that are bigger than myself. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of striving for it? If it's, if it's something that's within your reach. <laughs> yeah, no, you, I can absolutely tell just from the passion that is coming through in this interview and your daughter is now about to go off to college, correct? Yeah, wow. that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That, it must feel kind of uh, mind-blowing to think, to it's, put yourself in that position when you started university 
and then all of your experiences. And now she's having that journey. Yeah, it's so layered for for me to have had her while I was going through this process. And then she has her own story, um, being just a young Black woman who grew up in the suburbs and always dealing with, you know, where do I fit? And now she's going off to college and into this educational system that we just talked about needs some reform. And so it's, it's very layered. I'm, I'm feeling all kinds of emotions. About it. <laughs> well, I am confident that she has an amazing role model and guide to help her through the process. So <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. Oh, yeah, she has a village. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you'd want to share with our audience today? No, I mean, just other than um, please check out the Black Excellence Project. Um, we're very excited about the impact that it's going to have um, and be a change agent um, when, you know, hopefully that's something that people get out of the work that we're doing. And it doesn't have to be grandiose, just within your sphere of influence, you can make a difference. And that's what I would want to share and what I hope people do. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking some time with us today. I really appreciate it. And audience, we'll be back again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Want more tips and tricks? Check us out online at www.annikapr.com, on social media at Annika Jackson PR, or join our three-month PR Incubator Bootcamp for small businesses via www.princubator.com. Mm-hmm.